It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Good morning and welcome to episode three of the Sprint Lane. Paul Cochran joining you this week once again with Jess Watkins, Freddie Hastings and our special guest on the show, Steph Morris. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How's your week been, Jess? Yeah, it's been pretty good as, as a Parramatta supporter. Yeah, I was going to say, you've Parramatta supporter glow, Freddie. Are we, she's going to be insufferable for the next half hour or so, isn't she? I figured that I was born in Parramatta Hospital way back when, so I'm going to go for Parramatta as well. Oh, I'm going to have to uh, go against you guys. Riley, my son. Is Thanks for being on the show, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Panther supporter, so we'll right. be uh, cheering them home. So is that how it works? If your son, your son wants in on one team, you have to stick with it too, do you? Yeah. I, Jeez, I feel kids like have got some yeah. power these days, don't they, Freddie? I know. It wasn't like that when I was growing up. But anyway, can I come and live at your place? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about the power of the... the what the kids uh, kids have in your household because you've got a really, really prominent role with the mini trotters, uh, particularly here um, around this area at Menangle. And we want to pour some time into that later, Steph, because you're doing great work there. And that is the future of our sport, isn't it, Jess? It is. It definitely is. And the mini trots provide such a good stepping stone to then come into the senior driving ranks as they get a bit older and helps to provide that foundation horsemanship skills, which is fantastic for the young ones. And we had them out here, Freddie, a couple of weeks ago. They were doing a, a shoot for Sydney Weekend. Gee, it was good to see. And you were out here, Steph. You had had your little munchkins out here. Um, it was so good to see the smiles. But, gee, the cameras didn't phase them either. They were, they were pretty savvy in front of the lens. I think they're used to it now because their uh, races are filmed every time they race pretty much. And uh, there are some uh, real stars in the making. And, and obviously, Steph, by the time they get to drive the big horses, they're going to be very uh, adept at uh, being in front of a camera doing interviews. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's exactly right. Uh, the earlier you can get them used to it, you know, the better they are. We've had a lot of drivers, uh, you know, such as Cameron Hart, come through the mini trot ranks and um, just goes to show what uh, starting off young and learning, you know, everything there is to know early on uh, can do. You talk about Cameron Art. You're a late bloomer to the sport. You came in quite late. You didn't go through the mini trots program yourself. Imagine how good she would have been if she'd have gone through the mini trots <laughs> program. She's good now. Imagine She's yeah, yeah. Yeah. very talented. <laughs> oh, no. And Jess, um, grand final tickets, you, you've locked them in. You went the early crow, didn't you? I did go the early crow, and I, I got them the week before. I didn't tell Dad, though, because I don't think he'd be too keen on that at all. But, yeah, I'll be there on Sunday ready to cheer them on. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm washing my hair. <laughs> we seem to say this every week. We are racing podcast we've got plenty of racing to get through we've actually got a big day today so we're going to start uh, start having a look at, at what that looks like uh, starting with uh, what we've got at Menangle today so um, we talk about Menangle today but what I'm going to start with though Freddie is when I walked out of this studio last Tuesday I went straight out on the track and um, watched a couple of races and then I heard you calling a $173 winner consider it done for Graham Watts I had to get out there with the little with the, with the phone camera and get a little snippet from the great man because um, that was some performance well it was uh, certainly left field 173 on the tote it started at 100 to 1 but in the gold sovereign final the other the other night it came out and ran fourth and, yeah. and hit the line as well as anything so 
Uh, writing was put on the wall. Good luck to, to Graham and the team there. Um, uh, a surprise win, and as I would often say, the biggest boil over since Polly put the kettle on. <laughs> I expected to see a bit more shock and, and, and hear a bit more shock from Graham after that result, but uh, he, seemed, he seemed like, oh, yeah, you know. Did what I expected. He, yeah. he was very nonchalant about it, I thought. He, he was pretty... I guess had some expectation the horse had run well and didn't let him down. Oh, $173. Why we on? It, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned the gold sovereign, Freddie. Uh, obviously, we had heats last Tuesday. It led to the final on Saturday night. Uh, look, we saw, and we've already mentioned this man's name, Cameron Hart, already, and why not, five winners on that program on Saturday night. He was at the peak of his powers. And a nose from driving six. Yeah. Stingray Tara got beat a nose in the fast class yeah. race. So... He's just at the top of his game right now and just seems to be controlling, uh, you know, whether he's in the in, back in the field, up front. He's just got, got it all on a string at the moment. But yeah. he went within a nose, and it was a very close yeah. finish, that one, uh, of making it six. Incredible. He, he was certainly one of the best things I've seen this week. Yeah. The juggernaut rolls on for Cam. Steph, as, as I mentioned, you're, you're quite late to the sport. So I'd imagine you, you're a bit of a sponge. You kind of take in what other people are doing. Is he one that you have a look at and think, all right, this is how you do this. I mean, obviously, you've got your own way of working out how to, how to drive, um, but is he one that you take notice of and think, what's he do that makes him so good? Yeah, definitely. Um, all of the top drivers, you know, um, there's plenty of them, and uh, I try to take a little bit from each of them, but like you said, everybody drives a bit differently, and Cam Hart's a great driver, and, um, you know, he's getting the best horses uh, that we have at the moment, and... Uh, it's really helping his career and all the best to him. Freddie, I'm going to come back to you because as a race caller, this must have been really frustrating. My ultimate Ronnie um, had some troubles at the, at the start of the three-year-old Gold Sovereign uh, final. It uh, seemed to take forever to get that one started. We were about 10 minutes delayed on that race. must be frustrating as a caller. But from a My Ultimate Ronnie perspective, probably was worth the wait. Oh, absolutely. Look, as a, as a caller, you, you've just got to make sure because you have a long delay like that, you've got the colours locked away in your memory and I think we had a horse cast a plate uh, needed some farrier work so there was that delay and and you just use that time when you're not on air you just keep looking at the horses through the 1050s make sure you've got the names locked in because you can uh, you know you can forget you, you saw them when they were warming up and you've got them locked away and then all of a sudden there's a, a 10 minute delay you, you just got to keep keep on top and make sure they're still in the in the memory and Fortunately, they were, and fortunately for backers of my ultimate Ronnie, we, we've talked about him before, guys. So what a what a class animal he is. Um, not much between uh, through their two year old season, Byron and Ronnie, but I think uh, Ronnie's really stamping himself. Uh, whilst we haven't seen Byron yet, and he's on the on the comeback soon, uh, Ronnie's just a, a really class uh, horse. I spent some time with Jared yesterday up yep. at the stable here at the, at the training centre at Menangle and we talked about this amazing fleet of two, and, um, two three, um, four-year-olds that he's got and he's had over that last 18 months that have done so well through these um, age series events. And, uh, I mean, with he talked about Byron and Ronnie and that was a big argue, big discussion last year. Which one's going to come back the better three? Or he's convinced Ronnie is the better horse. 
and, and he puts a lot of it down to the mannerisms and, and the demeanour of them. So um, it was a, it was a fascinating race. Jess Mahomes was really good, and I mean, Muscle Bart was was prominent in that as well. It was a good race, wasn't it? It was a very good race, and yeah, you just touched on Mahomes there. I thought he hit the line really strongly, and Muscle Bart as well. Of course, they both came out of the same heat on the Tuesday, and they finished in the minor placings there. So very good performances from those two runners. Steph, um, he's got Jared's got Madrid as well, and um, this is a this is a star three year old filly that we've got on our hands, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Um, I know the owners, well, some of the owners quite well, and uh, they just can't believe their luck, um, you know, snatching up Madrid. Yeah, uh, how good can Madrid be? Do you think, Freddie? Like, can we see Madrid really progress to be one of the legends of our sport potentially coming out of those age series? Look, it's always hard for a horse to transition from mm. an age, I guess, for want of a better term, an age, an age champion, uh, a juvenile champion, into a you know a, a free for all and into the uh, the ranks of those uh, Grand Circuit horses. Look, never say never. She needs to show what she can do when she starts taking on the uh, the, the horses at four, looking at Ladyship Miles and races like that. We've seen, you know, Antonia's been been. Good, and she's on the way back now with with David Thorne, and she'll obviously be targeting those uh, such races, such as the Ladyship Mile and some of those good mares races. But yeah, look, Madrid, we know how classy she is, but it's still a big step from a juvenile champion into uh, you know that those uh, more senior ranks. Yeah, speaking of impressive, Bravey Kelly was good for it. Oh, she's look. I said in the call, she's top shelf, and I've got no doubt uh, what she's done has been incredible. I want to give Jack Trainer a rap. Now, he trained four winners on the card on Saturday. He's a bit of a, a, a fillies and mare whisperer. We've, <laughs> well, well, he must. He must have the knack because we saw what he did with Stylish Memphis when she's come over the ditch and he's had her. Uh, Brave you, Kelly. BK Swy. Uh, he, he drove Antonia. He had an affinity with Antonia, which we just mentioned. Um, but this, this uh, Brave you, Kelly, this, uh, this mare, she is going to really transition into... Uh, a, a top class uh, mare. She's got um, tactical speed. She's got stamina. I, I'm really enamoured with her. I think she is really going to be uh, one of the top race mares as we get into the carnival. One of the best races we saw there on Saturday night uh, was uh, saw where you've been bopping uh, emerge. Steph, I oh know you've got a bit of an affinity with this horse. Yeah, I really, um, I really love watching that horse go around. I don't know what it is about him. I. Uh, I first took notice of him back when Shane Sanderson got him and I think he won first up with Cameron Hart back in 2020 here at Menangle um, and I've just followed him ever since. Got a decent price for, for where you've been bopping on Saturday night too, uh, Jess. Uh, that was a really, really gallant game performance but um, gee, Stingray Tara, as Freddie said, almost, um, almost had Cam a sixth winner. Uh, absolutely flying home. Uh, yeah, Stingray Tara went super in that race, and I think that was actually your black booker yeah, last week. So <laughs> I hope you didn't put the mock on it there. Oh, yeah, th- <laughs> thanks. So connections will be chasing you. Sorry, Jack. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and on where you've been bopping, Jess, that's three straight Great. Group Three races. That's right. Pretty impressive. And of course, he claimed the golden ticket as well, winning that event on yeah. Saturday. So he's through to the Inter. But I think Malcolm's rhythm as well. He flew home. I think yeah. he went the quickest final sectional split in that race. So he's definitely one to keep an eye out for in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a real eye catcher from Malcolm's rhythm. Um, we talked about Cam and getting those five winners. The fifth of them was Regal Attire or Attire in the, in the last. Um, might be a pretty handy trotter that uh, 
that Jared and, and Cam are teaming up with here, Fred? Absolutely. Did everything right. It's It's got uh, some high speed at the back end of its races. And just on Jared, we, we've meant, touched on Jared with Madrid and my ultimate. Ronnie Regal Attire gave him three winners. So it was a night where there were just multiple winners. Jack Trainer trained four. Uh, Jared trained uh, three. Uh, Cam drove five. And Jack Callaghan had uh, a double as well. So... Uh, Plenty of multiple wins for the for the boys uh, during the course of uh, last Saturday. And on a night like that, we also had a, deba- a debut win um, of sorts. Uh, this young lady is getting plenty of winners all over the place, but this was her first at headquarters here at Tabcourt Parkman Angle. Well done, Grace Pinella. She is a star on the rise and a, a lovely young lady to boot, Steph. Yeah, she absolutely is. Uh, she's just flying at the moment um, up in the Hunter area and uh, she's I mean, she would have been wrapped getting that win for Darren. Uh, her and Darren are, you know, family, and um, it would have meant the world to her to get that for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw her compete, represent New South Wales recently at the, at the Australian Drivers' Championships as well, Jess. Um, really good. To, I, I think that's the start of what's going to be many, many winners here at headquarters. Absolutely, and she's another driver that come through that mini trotting ranks and mm-hmm. got her foundation there. I think one of her first ponies was Dust Storm, and then, of course, she went on with her next pony. I think that was Velvet's Little Star yeah. to win the Inter-Dominion down there in Victoria, so no doubt big things to come for Grace. We uh, talk about yeah. Go, I was just going to say, the mail I got too was she drove that horse, Tuppence was the name of the horse mm-hmm. for Darren, uh, Peg, peg uh, Pocket got out, middle split, she drove it to precise instruction. Darren gave her precise instruction and she uh, carried out the drive to the letter of his instruction and the, the end result was tuppence won. So yeah. I guess it was party time, smiles all around. That's all you can ask for, isn't it, if you're the, you know, if you're the trainer of a horse that you put someone on and you say, well, especially do the instructions, Binskin. do what yeah. you're told. Yeah. Yeah. Darren's not shy on giving an instruction. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've been told, have you? I've been on the end of the instruction list, yes. But if we mention Grace, um, we've already talked about Cam Hart. The first four winners there on Saturday, Jack Brown, Grace Penella, Jack Callaghan, Cameron Hart. Tell me that's not an advertisement for the future of our sport right there. Four in a row, four of, four really, really bright shiny stars you know I mean the 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 reputation of Jack Callaghan and Cameron Hart just continues to grow as two of the elites not only in the country probably in the world when it comes to steering a horse around a um, around a track so um, we're in pretty good hands aren't we Steph? Absolutely uh, you know the younger drivers are still coming through and it's really a great initiative to the young kids in the mini trots they love coming and seeing the uh, the older but younger drivers you know getting such success. Can't be, can't help but be impressed by Jack Brown too. Jess, mm. he's he's, he's doing great things at the moment, and of course he works for Jack Trainer, and they've really built a great combination in the past few months. And I think we'll continue to see Jack develop, Jack Brown develop, and he'll be one of the, could be one of the top drivers here at Menangle. Well, another young name that we, I mean, we saw this young man win an Inner Dominion only um, less than twelve months ago. Josh Gallagher he had a treble at Newcastle on Friday, so you know Joshy always keeps popping up and, and delivering. Winners for you know whoever he's driving for. He does a lot of work there for for the Lucky Lodge team. Obviously, um, there was other other people that, that sort of had some milestones during the week. Darren Grant he had his first winner for the year at Newcastle yesterday on Miss Trocadero. Uh, I took notice of one that Jack Callaghan was on uh, second last on the program there at uh, at Newcastle. Come say hi. Uh, this was one for the McCarthys. Come say hi's got a great story because this is a uh, we. Um, we know the story of uh, Tough Tilly down in Victoria that's raised a lot of money for a great cause there. And Come Say Hi has got the same 
um, same philanthropic endeavours. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know this. Come Say Hi is actually named after the – there's an Eddie Vedder song called, called um, When I See Eli, Come and Say Hi that was on the radio a fair bit last year. I actually spoke to Craig Judd about this because his daughter's gone through a, a health condition and this was all part of the fundraising. So Eddie Vedder's wife, who's the lead singer of Pearl Jam, the great band, his wife is the ambassador for this, this cause – and Eddie Vedder wrote a song, and, and therefore that this this uh, horse was named after that song. So a lot of the money that it, all the money that it that it brings in, all goes to this uh, fundraising campaign. So it's a great uh, great result there. Just held on, uh, just beat one of the great names in racing. Beers in my pocket, Jess. <laughs> yeah, a great name. I think most of you guys would like a beer in your pocket. Blue <laughs> home, not when I'm working. Yeah. Absolutely, wait till the last at least. <laughs> Look, um, Stuart Richards, uh, he's been around the traps a fair bit. He had just his second win of the year at Leeton uh, on Tuesday night on, on Utrish. Uh, Peter McRae and Trevor White, we've mentioned those two boys uh, earlier in the podcast in previous episodes. They, they just keep delivering the business down there in the Riverina. Um, they had a treble on the night there at the, at the Riverina uh, venue. Gracie Taltoa. Um, they also combined for a winner with Gracie Teltoa at Wagga on Friday as well. So uh, they're doing great things. Peter and Peter and Trevor, of course, as we mentioned, won the, the state final of the regional championships earlier this year. Uh, Nathan and Russell Juck, uh, big winner with Erupt Stride. Uh, Erupt Stride was a winner of the Gold Crown Consolation earlier in the year at Bathurst. So uh, doing good things there. Big win on his return to Wagga. Desmond, winner for Terry Powder and Blake Mikaliff. Who's, who's your favourite Desmond, Freddie? Haynes. Oh, you took mine. Oh, sorry. Jess, you, uh, Steph, you got a... No, got a, I don't no. have a favourite Desmond. Desmond Tutu. <laughs> think I've got a favourite Desmond. No. What about Desmond of Neighbours? He was a... He was a what about Desmond <laughs> and Molly Jones from <laughs> the Beatles classic, uh, Oobla Dee Oobla Da? You took mine, the, though. The, these two wouldn't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Megan was Desmond <laughs> Too <Haynes>. old. <laughs> yeah. hey, I want to I give a mention to Olivia Frisbee. She had a win on Terry Armour. Uh, during the week, of course, Terry Armour was the inaugural Western Region final winner um, from back in 2020. Um, I failed to mention Olivia last week. She won the feature race at the Cowra Carnival of Cups. So uh, my apologies for missing that one out last week, Olivia. I did catch up with her briefly while I was on course there at Cowra. Uh, Seton Grimer, another another young driver that's that's doing great things. Had a driving double through the middle of the program at Penrith. And Yagara. Yagara is one of those venues that I, is a destination venue for a lot of people on the harness racing circuit because they, they do such a great job there. They had their first of two uh, two weekends of race meetings um, on Sunday. They had a great little crowd there. I would expect that is going to amplify considerably this weekend because they have got the uh, the, the time honoured uh, Canola Cup uh, for their their uh, Carnival of Cups meeting. They had heats to lead up to that. The Turnbulls did well, of course, um, with Amanda and Amanda and Steve teaming up. I think past to Cheval, Freddie might be a bit hard to beat in that one. Yeah, it looks as though it's going to be the one to toss. But uh, they always get a. You're just talking about the crowd there. They, the, the Cup Day crowd is just phenomenal, and they do so much work there, as do a lot of our country clubs. Um, you know, but this is special for Yagara because they haven't been able to run this race over the past couple of seasons. So. Yeah. This is a this will be a big one on uh, Monday coming. I tell you what, though, they, they, they get rewarded for the work that they put in. I mean, I, I was driving home from work last night, and Jody Greenholz from from uh, from their club gives me a call and says, "I've got this idea. We're talking. We're only six days out from this race meeting, and um, 
Jodie's already trying to value add. She's coming up with new ideas. She just wants to make it bigger and better than it's ever been before. And that's the pride she takes in this race meeting, uh, thinking about the local, the local crowd. But this is a race meet that attracts people from everywhere. They come in just to be part of, because they know that Jodie puts on a great show. So, hey, we, we've mentioned Splash of Crimson for Amanda Turnbull a couple of times already on this show, but it won again at Ugarra. It uh, looks pretty handy, Fred. Looking forward to it uh, coming to the big smoke, Paul. Um, what it's been doing, uh, you can't do any more than it has been doing, but uh, I look forward to seeing it racing around the big track here. Should be fantastic. Look, um, last week we had a really, really deep and, and um, I think valuable discussion around what Harness Racing New South Wales is trying to do around cognitive testing. And we, and we talked through the, the reason why it's happening and it's that baseline testing to make sure that our concussion proto- protocols are in play. We don't, don't intend to pour too much more sort of deep analysis into it. But, um, Steph, you've, you've uh, enrolled for your baseline test. Yeah, uh, so Dave tells me. I left <laughs> it up to Dave to uh, book us in. Um, but, yeah, I think it's uh, really important. Um, you know, if we do have a fall, you know, we always try not to, but if we do have a fall and it's not that serious, you know, you like to finish the meeting off. Yeah, yeah, because at the moment, as we talked about last week at the moment, it's if you have a fall, you have a knock, you're out of the rest of the race meeting. So what these baseline testing is going to enable um, stewards and medicos on, on site to be able to make that assessment on, on what your um, cognitive response looks like um, based you know, compared to what that baseline test is. Um, how are you feeling about it all? <laughs> uh, no, pretty good. I just don't really know what to expect. So um, I'm glad that they've shown the initiative to get this uh, rolling. But, uh, yeah, I, wouldn't re- I don't know what I'm meant to – Prepare for and not prepare for. So. Yeah. Um, Freddie, the, the response out of that conversation was was quite good. I, I know that uh, people feel like they've got a bit more of a better understanding based on the conversation that we had on the show last week. I think the more you discuss something like this uh, and, and get the message out there, the more comfortable people are going to become. Um, Glenn was our guest last week, Glenn McElhinney. He had uh, he had his say and he, he agreed with the, the notion behind creating a baseline so that in the event, and as Steph said, unfortunately it's an aspect of racing, we never want to see it, but it does happen from time to time there's a race fall. Uh, we want the drivers to be able to continue, especially on those big, well, doesn't really matter whether it's a big night or not, any night, we want the drivers to be out there doing their best and competing. At least with the baseline in place, there's then that capacity to then assess after a fall where their, their cognitive thinking is at and then a decision can be made, a, a, an informed and, and educated decision based on uh, actual data. And I think that's the important thing that that message has got out there. As Steph said, uh, as she and David, her, her husband, are going to be, you know, David's done. You leave all the hard work to David? He has to do all the work? <laughs> I leave oh. him one job a day. Oh, one job a day. <laughs> Is that because he's a guy and we can't do more than one thing yeah. at once? Anyway, I'll leave I, that up for uh, a debate. <laughs> okay. But I think that's the important thing that... The, you know, the drivers are now getting behind it, Paul, and I think uh, you know, they'll realise, uh, as, as many that have done it will realise, there's no, you know, no smoke and mirrors, nothing you know, tricky behind it. It's just a test to assess your cognitive thinking in a you know, clear and, and reasonable state to then marry it up against the uh, ho- you know, hopeful non-event of a, a fall. Yeah. So the key message is uh, register. Morris Logue is the man that, that, will, that is engineering and steering all of this uh, it's really important that you do the registration get in book the spot because morris is moving around the state and having those one-on-one sessions with with drivers all around the state so please do do go to the the effort like david morris did on behalf of his wife 
<laughs> Brownie points. I should dinner as well. Yeah, just register. Send that, send that email in. Email in. Make the booking, and let's not hold up any of those uh, those license registration process, which is coming up in the new year. Okay, best thing that you saw this week, Steph. Oh, best thing I saw this week. Hopefully, it was Dave registering for the cognitive <laughs> test. <laughs> um, best thing I saw this week would probably have to be Cam Hart's uh, multiple winners on Saturday night. Uh, my son Riley, I've mentioned him already, but he loves following Cameron, so uh, that was great to it's see. It's pretty impressive, Freddie. On a similar vein, um, the dominance of the young guns. Uh, we, we talked about Grace driving her first Metro Cam uh, with his uh, five. Jack drove a double. Jack Trainer um, with his with his four wins. So there's so much going on. You, you touched on Seaton Grimer at Penrith. Bryson, his brother, had a winner. Um, there, there's just so many good things happening in the sport at the moment with these young drivers. We seem to touch on them every week, and, and you know, with, with good reason. With, with good reason, yeah. because they're achieving goals. Yeah. Yep. Jess. And for me, I'm going to touch on the breeding side here. The winner, consider it done last week, and then she backed up in the APG Gold Sovereign Final. Her mum especially, made Lombo, actually won the APG as a two- and three-year-old. And her mum's actually a full sister to champion mayor Taylor made Lombo. So there's one for the breeding buffs out there. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be plenty of them out there, and breeding is such an important part of the industry. We actually talked about that a little bit with John Dumasey yesterday ahead of um, some work that we're doing around the Breeders' Challenge. For me, it was it was probably that that wide camera shot at, at Ugara and seeing people on the fence line. And it wasn't it was just one of their regular race meetings on Sunday. Seeing people there and seeing the energy in the crowd, I can't. I'm going to be there um, to to try and um, you know take a look at that and help the club out um, for their Carnival of Cups meeting. I can't wait to see what the crowd response is going to be like because it's a uh, um, it's one of the real. Uh, stake in the ground calendar dates that we that we always look forward to and um, and Yagara as we said before haven't been able to put on their Carnival of Cups meeting for a couple of years because of the health pandemic and a flood so uh, really looking forward to that all right Steph it's fantastic to have you on the show with us um, I, I want to start we talked a little bit about the Mini Trotters, but w- what is your role with Mini Trotters here at, at Menangle? Uh, so I just got thrown like straight in the deep end from the beginning. I uh, took over president role here. Um, so I take care of everything from nominations to uh, membership sign-up to running the meetings, making sure all the kids know what they're doing, signing off on uh, you know the kids, making sure that they know what they're doing out there and it's safe. Uh, Helping the race call yeah. to know who's racing. <laughs> Trying to make sure Fred knows who's here. <laughs> that is a big job, Fred. Thank you. Oh, for Steph. That was oh, I thought you were me. No. It's definitely for a big Steph. job for Fred. He already uh, has to remember ten races. Applause for Steph. So I mean I mean Steph parents are constantly rolling up their sleeves on behalf of their kids to be able to take on these admin roles. Um I, I imagine it's not necessarily a um, something that you're doing out of sufferance because you're such a great mum to your kids and that, but but you love the sport as well. So it's ticking the, the two great loves in your life, <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's right. Anything I can do to help promote the sport. Uh, we've just recently been um, doing a few film days with the kids and the mini trots. And um, I know the mini trots generate a lot of uh, curiosity from the general public. They love coming out um, market night and seeing the minis race. So... Um, yeah, I do enjoy it. Um, it does take up a bit of my time, but like you said, I, I do it for the sport, but also for my kids. Yeah. 
How did you come to be part of harness racing? <laughs> uh, through my great husband. Um, I met Dave. I already knew, like, I was a rider. I used to show horses and that. And um, I met Dave and obviously he was a harness racer. Uh, I did try it. I tried jogging one once and I jogged it in shorts and the track hit me straight in the back of the legs and I said, I, I'm never doing that. <laughs> no, you were no way. And I think maybe two months of gearing up horses and picking up horse poo, I said, oh, I'll give it another go because I got sick of gearing horses up. Uh, and Yeah, I just fell in love with it. You've um, assembled a pretty good pretty good record. You're like, And I, I've noted this before. You seem to, whenever you're on something that wins, it's always got... <laughs> Pretty big price attached to it. You're a bit of a punter's pal when it comes to that. Yeah, I, look, I don't usually drive the horses that are, you know, the favourite or even going that well. But I just always try to drive the horse how the horse can best be placed in the race. Um, whether that's just punching the fence, and you know, I just hope for a lot of luck most of the time. And yeah, they've usually got the big price tag when they get up. And you've come to build a great combination with Leon Jurd. I think you work for him as well in the mornings. How did that combination come about? Yeah, uh, I just kind of forced myself in there. <laughs> um, no, uh, I've been with Leon for probably about five or six years now and I, I work there in the morning. Um, he's got a good little team. Uh, he just needed a claim driver when I first got my licence and he put me on Dusty Delight. Uh, it was 80 to 1 when it got up that day. So, yeah, big odds. Um, taken. And, yeah, I just kind of <laughs> threw myself into his uh, – I was already working in the stable that he took over and uh, when the last trainer left, I just stayed. So I kind of just come with the barn. <laughs> Steph, uh, a couple of those lady driver invitational races that we've run here at Menangle, you've been to the four in those as well. Um, does that give you a great deal of satisfaction lining up? I mean, obviously, we know how competitive you are. You are you're a very competitive <laughs> miss. But, I mean, when, you, when you're taking on uh, some of these other big names uh, and your counterparts and you're coming out on top, that must give you a great deal of satisfaction. Yeah, uh, it definitely does. Um, like I said before, there's a lot of great drivers out there, and especially the ladies. I love, you know, Carrie-Anne and... Uh, Amanda Turnbull, I love taking you know advice from them, and I've been really fortunate. I said I I don't usually drive favourites, but um, I drove a couple of favourites in those ladies races and uh, got them up. Um, I think I won two in a row. Two, I think yeah. Yeah, one for Amanda and one for uh, Fitzpatrick's, uh, but both just quality horses. Mm. It's great. Yeah, it's changed your life this sport, hasn't it? Because <laughs> like, like you said, you you know you met David and. Literally, it's steered the rest of your life, hasn't it? This harness racing industry. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, harness racing—it's not—it's not a job; it's a lifestyle. Um, but yeah, I love it. I mean, I—I I know that everyone I seem to speak to says, "Oh, yeah, we were at Dave and Steph's wedding, and <laughs> it's all harness racing people." <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a pretty big wedding, and uh, we actually—we probably could have had more people there, but obviously, uh, price comes into a factor. So we had to put the limit somewhere, but yeah, uh, it was a great day and most of harness racing was there. Yeah. So that was back in, what, March, wasn't it? Uh, February. February, yep, because I remember we were at the Miracle Mile draw <laughs> and I'm standing next to you up, I'm lining up for a lemonade, you're lining up for something a bit stronger because you just got married, but you're dropping into the, co oh yeah, I just got married yesterday. Yesterday, what? yeah. Uh, they were going to have that. The, on our wedding night and um, they realised that no one was going to be in attendance because they'd be at our wedding. <laughs> so they pushed it a night and I told them I'd go to it just because they pushed right. it. Well, we were live broadcasting that night. That could have been, you know, 
wedding scene to be reality <laughs> yeah. TV yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. Harness yeah. racing yeah. the wedding. Should have just yeah. done it at the wedding. Harness driver get, you know, <laughs> wants to be married. Would have yeah. saved you a few bucks. Oh, I, yeah, I should have thought faster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's great to have you on the show. I mean, you, like you, you know, you're doing so many great things. You, you know, but particularly, I, I love what you're doing around the mini trotters. That is the future of our sport. We, you know, we've talked about it so much that the, the guns of our sport right now are the ones who've graduated out of those programs. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um. I've, I've got to ask. Uh, my favourite harness racing photo anywhere, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Ash, <laughs> I think it was uh, Ashley Brennan might have taken the photo. It was, it was a, and it encapsulates what goes on out there on the track. Um, you and your husband, David, had driven in a race. I, I don't think you were married when that photo was taken. You were engaged, but you were, you'd driven in a race together. I think it was close to being the last race of a Tuesday, the sun was setting and you were leaving the track together and you were actually holding hands. The horses were side by side, the gig side by side, you were holding hands and sort of looking at each other. And I saw that photo on social media and this is the best photograph I've ever seen. Not only because it really captured the moment with, with you know, young love leaving the track, they've just, but the fact Two minutes earlier, they're going hell for leather against each other, <laughs> doing their best for their connections, their horses. And Steph, here you are leaving the track holding uh, uh, David's hand. I, I still think, and that's it's more a favourite of mine, that photo, than even Heaven on High winning here a couple of weeks ago. That photo is magnificent. When you saw it, what did you make of it? What did you think when you saw it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful photo. Um, Dave and I, you know... If there's anyone out in the track I want to beat, it's Dave. So don't, <laughs> let, don't let the photo fool you. We're definitely competitive on the track. Absolutely. Um, we're wearing our, ma- our mates for harness colours. Uh, so we're trying to promote, um, you know, like friendship and uh, all that sort of stuff for harness racing, um, which is a great cause. I'm really, I was proud to get chosen to uh, help promote that. Um, I, from memory, I think it was a claim race. I was driving controversial and Dave was driving one of Leon's horses. So uh, veterans of the pace, so they were quite calm just to walk next to each other. They didn't mind. Um, yeah, I, I from memory, so don't quote me, but I think Dave won the race and I run second. So really, I think you were lucky that I was happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think Dave was lucky. Dave was lucky you were Dave happy. Dave was lucky, that's right. Uh, well, it's just a great photo and, and it's available. At, you know, we often see it on, on uh, Harness Racing New South Wales, the website. Um, it, it got a good run on socials and it's just a magnificent racing photo, albeit not a, a live-action race shot. It's just, you know, the end of what has had been a race day and two very much in love people, leaving the track, sharing a moment. I, I still think it's one of the best photographs I've seen in sport. Jess is out there taking photos every Tuesday and Saturday. There's a challenge, Jess. I think Jess yeah. gets sick of seeing me smile. I haven't even won the race and I'm trying to get her to take a as photo. As soon as she's coming back into scale, it doesn't matter. She's first to fifth. Lovely. She's got a beautiful big smile on her face and I love to see her and she's always telling me, take my photo. Yeah. So how, how's it. that play out when you when you, when you get the better of Dave? How's that play out at home? Uh, yeah. Did you uh, realise I beat you today? Don't you? <laughs> no, no, I'm a little bit more uh, humble than that sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, all the all the money comes to the same household, so yep. we're happy if either of us can get over the line first. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us today, Steph. It's um, it's really good to have you on the show. 
Right, so this week we've got uh, another big week in racing. Uh, it starts today at Menangle, Freddie. 12 races. How are you going to go? That's a oh, lot of research. For the, yeah, I'll be looking. Yeah, it took a bit of time to do the form last night and uh, yesterday afternoon. A few uh, strepsils in the in the kit bag today, but no, it's uh, always great racing. We often get a 12-race card around Breeders' Challenge time on the Tuesday. It just, it's just part and parcel of what, what happens. The Trotters' races were well patronised, so it just, just became a 12-race card, but... Uh, uh, the job is the job is the job, and I look forward to it. Start uh, just early. Four two-year-old breeds challenge heats, yeah, which should be exciting to see. Yeah, and some quality horses go around, and one I'm really looking forward to seeing is Montel Barno for Ricky Ouchen. We see him looking for three straight, and I think he's a really talented horse and one to keep an eye on throughout the series. Well, we move on to Saturday night. We've got the Group Two Trotters Cup. Uh, should be a good race, that one, Freddie. Yeah, always a good race. The uh, the, the Trotters Cup. It's a Group Two race. Um, some of the horses we've we've come to see over the years compete. They're not there this year. Horses like Tough Monarch, Drop the Hammer, etc. But uh, Caligula's an inf- I know he's one of your favourite horses. Yeah. Uh, we learned all about a, a was an indie oh, rock yeah, Mondo cover, man. Cover yeah, it, tears, tears of a clown. Of a clown yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Triple J horse one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> number where did it run? Number eighty seven. Oh, probably. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's always a good race. Look forward to it. Yep. Uh, Heaven on high is back in action Saturday night. Oh, this is the pe- quickly become the people's horse on the back of this podcast. <laughs> what, can we, what can we expect so from him? I do you think this week? Yeah, look, look. It's he, in terms of grade uh, on, on ratings points. He's he's up in grade, but he did run third in a Group Two carousel a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, he's drawn barrier five, hoping for uh, for good things from the horse. Steph, um, race four. It's a pretty good race. We have got Captain Me for Jack Trainer, Silk Cloud, Flare Up was pretty good. I saw Flare Up win a good race at Tamworth. Um, some. We've got good racing. Like no matter where you look at Menangle, in particular on Tuesday, Saturdays, this is good racing from here on, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we've got you know the top trainers and that that train on this track, so they're going to race here. But also the prize money is drawing them in. So Christmas here goes for about six months, I think. It, it does. Track it. And there's another <laughs> filly, Captain Me, Jack Trainer. Yeah, we talk, talk yeah, about his affinity, yep. the, the the fillies and mare whisperer. There's another one that's going well. Look, unfortunately, the weather pattern got Tamworth uh, earlier in the week, so that there's an extra race meeting's been added for tomorrow. Um, so, sorry, last week with the weather pattern there in Tamworth, so that's been added for tomorrow. So um, that's good news for the the people up in that in that Hunter region in the northern uh, Wagga. They've got two year old breeders challenge heats at Wagga on Friday. Same at Newcastle Friday night for the two year olds. So the breeders challenge is really hotting up. And on that note, uh, we've got. A TV show that's going to be on um, on Sky Two. It starts tomorrow night. So myself and Brittany Graham are, are going to be hosting that one, and we're going to. It'll go for about five weeks, and we're going to go through the journey of the Breeders Challenge, and we'll look back on what's happened so far in this series. I, I find the Breeders Challenge a really fascinating series because it takes in the regions and ultimately ends up being this big grand, you know, semi-finals and grand finals, and there's a few extra um speed incentives that go into this year's series that have been added in so that starts tomorrow night uh 7 p.m on sky two so i'm looking forward to that should be good we'll be we'll be tuned in carnival cups on monday at yagara as i've mentioned too so it is a really really big week uh in racing all right black bookers uh jesse burned there, thereabouts with your black bookers. Uh, where, where are we going this week? Yeah, I'm heading back to Newcastle yesterday and we touched on this horse just earlier in the show, 
Beers in my pocket. I thought he hit the line really strongly against Come Say Hi. So I think in coming weeks, he should be one to keep an eye out Your for. horse won last week, your black booker, Loyalist. Loyalist, it yeah. did. It, it might have only yeah. paid a forty, but I think you said the other week, you can't go broke you backing won't go winners. You not go backing so winners, absolutely. There 40, we go. 40% is better than bank <laughs> interest last time I checked. That's 100%. right. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, you got anything for us? Um, look, I always follow uh, where you've been bopping, so I'd have to s- stick with him, even though... Uh, I imagine he won't be paying much either, but can't go broke back in winners, right? (laughs) Uh, Also, probably um, Porter Prince. I think he's a quality horse and one to follow. Them's fighting words. (laughs) 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 No no argument, good horse. For me, Paul, it's gliding away. This horse has come to the stable, the uh, the McDowell stable. It's had 17 starts for them and it's been top three finished 17 times. Busting to win a, a, you know, a couple more Saturday races. Ran second the other night, and uh, I think gliding away is worth following. Probably a couple of black bookers out of that where you've been bopping race too. You know, Stingray Tara was so close, as you said. Malcolm's rhythm, as you said before, Jim, absolutely flew home and um, you know, may have a second wind after potentially we thought maybe that horse might have been tapering out a little bit. So, um, yeah, lots to look forward to. Uh, really, really um, big week of racing ahead. As we said, like every week we're going to be saying that from now until into the carnival really and, and that then goes into Bathurst and goes into Wagga yeah. and goes into the regional championships so yeah huge huge week ahead to everyone out there who's uh, logged in and watched the show live on the live stream on Facebook thanks for tuning in to everyone who's listening no matter where you are planes trains automobiles um, please tell everyone like spread the word you know follow the show because then you'll get the, the little notification will pop up on your phone saying that uh, that you subscribe to the show and you won't have to go looking for it it'll just pop up and and, uh, and the more that people tell everyone that we exist or we like it, they like it or they give us a nice review or whatever, it actually helps with making sure that harness racing becomes part of the broader conversation out there in the community. And that's ultimately what we want. We want to continue to grow the, show, you know, grow the sport and this show can help do that. Um, Steph, you got a couple of drives this afternoon? Yeah, I've just got two. Uh, I've just got a trotter for Leon and um, just a pacer for Scott Wade. All right. Yeah. Two winners. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be paying big odds, but yeah. I don't know. Let's get Probably. on. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie, we better wrap up the show because you've got a massive day ahead of you and, and obviously an early start today with um you know, with the twelve races on the card. Yeah, so eleven forty five local time we kick off and a few little commitments uh, to take care of for our radio side of the business. Yeah, so I will yeah. skedaddle once we wrap this up. But yeah. uh, thanks for uh, joining us today, Steph. I hope you had a bit of fun. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, thanks for having me and hopefully I uh, wasn't too nervous. No, you're good. And Jess, when Freddie's calling, you're taking photos down there on the track and yeah. you're doing the what media work here, here at yeah. <laughs> What am I doing? Yeah. Good question. You're not the only one who asked that, I think. So to everyone out there who's tuned in, thanks for, thanks for being with us today and uh, we'll catch you again next week. Bye-bye.